If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain. Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes. Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery. Well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me, John Richardson. Only kidding, it's me as well. Oh, I'm sure I fooled you there. John sadly is away this week. I will try and channel his negative short energy into this podcast. Um, I don't actually know, I don't know why he's not here, but I think it's either his tour or he's off calling people shit eaters or watching Brentford versus Man United over and over and over again. This week, I'm joined by a very special guest. One of the coolest people this country has ever produced. The lead singer of Madness. Former host of the Channel 5 smash show Night Fever. It sucks. But first, obviously, let's just deal with what happened in the Premier League over the weekend. Forrest, man. This is so weird. I've obviously just sat here doing this on my own. So, Although producer Danny is there, aren't you, Danny? Hello. Oh, yeah, so he's there. So I'm not entirely alone. I mean, Danny, you could co-host it if you want. No, it's all right. Why not? Very off-screen, me. Yeah, I know, but it, it, this is audio anyway. Like, would would you? I mean, I realise we're now having a team meeting on the podcast, <laughs> but people might be interested because sometimes producers are um, they're sort of performers as well. But is that not how you see yourself? No, definitely not. Very mysterious, man, aren't you? Mm, yes. Lurking in say, the shadows. I just say bye at the end, and that's that's my role. Uh, and then just, I, I tell you what, let's just just a peek behind the curtain, if you will. Let's just have a bye. Just give us one of your buys because they are great. Bye. Man. I mean, that sounds so... It sounds the same every week, basically. The, the, the vocal control to be able to deliver. That's like opera levels of vocal control you've got there, Danny. I, I spent weeks practicing it. And, and, and it shows. And on behalf of the entire CPFPL community, thank you very much. Pleasure. Oh, what a weekend it was. Although, for my FPL team, uh, at the point of recording, Liverpool and Palace hasn't happened. And oh, if Brennan Johnson's goal hadn't been chalked off, my God, Nico Williams got me seven points. He was really my top tip before the start of the season. I'm delighted that that has paid off. Seven points for him. I captain Salah, so I need him to do the business because obviously Haaland got me five points. Johnson sadly only won because of what happened with the damn VAR. But then I guess it, it evened itself out over the course of the uh, game. I'm 20th in the Comedians League of 27. Where's John? Hang on. He's not top. Oh, he's not even top 10. So that's good. Oh, he's bottom half. He got 30 points. Uh, top of the league is Joe Wilkinson with Hemorrhoid FC. They got 81 points. He captained Harlem for 10. He's got Kane and Jesus. <gasps> God, what a front three. Isn't that wonderful? I love Arsenal, by the way, this season. And I'll tell you what I really like is the return to, and I know they're very skinny, the kits, and it's a problem for men of my shape. 
Um, the return to a kind of 90s look. I think the United home shirt this year is very 90s. Big collar, almost 8-bit graphic. It's, it's something that's just a bit tacky. In the end, ends up looking classy, doesn't it? Funny how life works. And then Arsenal with a lovely um, collar-based Adidas kit. Um, and I like the Forest kit this season. Um, we haven't got a shirt sponsor yet, which is slightly, slightly stressing me out because part of me is thinking, well, I'm going to have to go to the club shop and get that printed on. I know there's a whole strand of football culture that says, oh, a sponsorless shirt looks lovely. Um, but I always want to look how the players look. So I always want the, the um, arm patches and the adverts and the names on the back. Um, and I've brought every Forest shirt this season, all three, home, away and third kit, um, which I know is a bit sad. Well, I'm not entirely on my own this episode. I'm joined by a very special guest, a phenomenal star, lead singer of Madness, host of the phenomenal Night Fever show from Channel 5. It is the one and the only Suggs. Suggs, it's an honour to welcome you to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast. Uh, We know you're a Chelsea fan. Have you ever played Fantasy Premier Uh, League? A long, long time ago. And were you any good at it? Um, it just got too stressful. Yeah, it's just the whole notion of supporting a team and then wanting other people to score that you don't like. You know, that all just got too stressful for me. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I was very good at it. I mean, it would have been very stressful this weekend for the Chelsea Spurs game. Uh, were you yeah. at Stamford Bridge? No, I wasn't. No, no, I wasn't. Um, unfortunately or unfortunately, depending on how, you know, how much stress you can handle. I mean... From yeah. a neutral point of view, it was phenomenal entertainment. I don't know how you feel about it now the dust has settled a bit. Well, I mean, I really, you know, absolutely lost my mind, you know. But but by the time they equalised, I just, I just, you know, let you do. You just, something in your psyche that, that, that has to save you from going over the edge. And I just managed to calm down yeah. and, and, and reconcile myself that I'm glad everyone else in the country was entertained. Yes, it was, it was on that, on that score, but. So frustrating, yeah. I mean, you know, everyone always says the same blooming things, don't you? But that referee, crikey. Yeah, anyway, you know, nothing you can do about it, and that's the way it goes. Yes. Um, I mean, you're, you're a stylish guy, and obviously, as well as the music, your look was a big part of the appeal of madness, and people dress up like you now when they still come to your gigs and everything. Yeah. What do you make of the new Chelsea home shirt? Because I, I think it's one of the most beautiful kits I've seen in years. No, I totally agree, and I'm so pleased that they're going back to the slightly more minimal you know, mm. without zigzags and explosions. And, and in fact, I thought that, much as I hate to say it, the Spurs kit wasn't bad either. No, it was just a bit of luminous green around the collar. But otherwise, it was a pretty traditional kit. Yeah, I, like, I liked it very much. Do you know what? I'm so glad you said that about the Spurs thing, because I said that to a mate of mine who's a Spurs fan, and I said, I really like that kind of citrus yeah. touch to it. It's kind of, yeah. there's something about it that make, you can't stop looking at it, and he hates no. it. Well, funnily enough, I hadn't even noticed. And then my wife, you know, as she always does, came in to annoy me halfway through. You know, What's happening? Is it any good? But then she spotted it, and you're right. And then I got fixated with the green luminous hoop. But, yeah, it was a hell of a game. Yeah, what a game, yeah. Yeah. And what did you make of Thomas Tuchel and uh, Conte's um, <laughs> continuous bust-ups? Here we go around the Marlboro bush, wasn't it? Yeah, round and round. <laughs> um, it was sort of funny, wasn't it? Yeah, it was funny. Two very strong characters. I mean, I was quite pleased. I've never seen Tuchel in a situation like that. He stood up for himself. Conti's a pretty uh, scary bloke, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was just one of those things, you know, I think both managers said, you know, it's a very passionate game. And really, it was just, 
you know, nothing really. No, it's funny that the other funny thing was a mate, they'd organized a huge banner. I don't know if you saw it. It was the cover of our first single, One Step Beyond. And uh, they had this big banner saying, Welcome to the House of Fun, which was very charming, speaking about what we used to look like. I did see that. Uh, and it's an iconic image. And it must be so cool for you as a, as a, obviously you're a big star, but as a football fan, there is something about football that exists in a different stratosphere. For you to be so intertwined yeah. with the identity of the club to have one step beyond play before kickoff to see those banners yeah. must be a very special thing very very much indeed yeah and in fact they tend to play they only, only tend to play if we've done something really spectacular and again it's only something that you would know you know the, the average person would say why didn't you play that after every victory but it has to be something like beating Liverpool 3-0 you know what mm -hmm. I mean it has to be something that will register with us forever and that's fantastic yeah I remember once um, Blooming Manchester City beat us 4 0 or something up there. I think Frank Lampard might have scored, and they flipping played one step beyond at the end of the game. Now, that is bang out of order. <laughs> I mean, that's like that's like internet trolling, but it, on a stadium level. Sacrilege. Absolutely. It is indeed. It is. Who's your team, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Nottingham Forest. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. I like Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I've always had a soft spot for them since the old cluffy days. So they had a bit of a touch, didn't they? That was good, yeah. Yeah, that was. I thought we were really good yesterday, actually. Like, it was a great day of Premier League football, watching us beat yeah. West Ham and then watching that. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that, because we think the rest of the world quite likes us, but it's yeah. nice to have it confirmed. Yeah, well, funny enough, because it wasn't always so. I mean, we went down a couple of times in the 70s, so we were, you know, sort of face-to-face -face with Nottingham Forest on a few occasions when we were both in what was called the second division. Mm. I can't say we loved each other, but, yeah, I think... <laughs> Generally, there's always a soft spot for Forest. yeah. I remember, I mean, obviously, you start to take off in the mid-90s and then the Abramovich era after that, but yeah, I remember beating you 7-0 in the early well, 1990s. And, and, yeah. and since then, our fates have almost been completely different. I don't know if that game has stayed with you as much as it has with me. Yes, indeed. I think you used up all your serotonin, didn't you, for the next <laughs> 10 years? All the goals that you could have won 1-0 were all used up in one game. That was it. No, happy days. Yeah, happy days, happy days. But it's funny about business in it, football. Yeah, you know, again, you think, you know, where are we going? What's going on? You know, and then as soon as the game starts, you bang into it again. And, and obviously, you've had so many good years at Chelsea since then. Yeah, yeah. And it must have been so special for you to, to record the 1997 FA Cup final song, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, which then obviously was a good luck omen because you beat Borough 2-0. Yeah. That video, I mean, it looks like a lot of fun to record. I don't know if it was slightly daunting having to make a video with footballers. Yeah, a little bit, but um, it was just the whole process was really good fun. Yeah, it was the girl called Barbara Sharon who was the PR at Warner Brothers, what I was at, at the time. She's mad. She's American. She's a mad Chelsea fan. I think she's actually on the board of directors. I've got to get in touch with her, see if I can wrangle um, Abramovich's old box out of her one week. <laughs> but um, she's a terrible enthusiast. And at first I thought, you know, football records, it's a very dodgy area, isn't it? And funny enough, I was doing some TV show with Bob Mortimer the other week, and because <laughs> he, he did the Borough song. Yes. But let's just say it wasn't quite as hip-hopful or, or fun in a garage. <laughs> In, in in Middlesbrough somewhere. Anyway, it mustn't be horrible. But no, that moment when we won and then they played my song was just really up there in the highlights of my entire life. Like you say, you, you never correlate those two things, you know, your own life and football. They're just sort of separate entities. But I remember this woman jumped on me and then I fell forward, seat in front of me collapsed and then there was a sort of bundle, people going, you've helped us win this. 
And what a feeling that was, yeah, if only. But um, yeah, and then they played Blue is the Colour and then they played My So We played those songs over and over for about an hour, which just couldn't have been better. That's amazing. I mean, the video, Dennis Wise looks like he's loving life. He looks like he's really into it. Gianfranco oh, yeah. Sola look, so, looks slightly more perplexed at what's going on. They're very much it. All the old, uh, you know, suave Italians didn't have a clue what a football record was. They didn't know what the hell we were talking about. <laughs> and... Um, and then the other funny thing that Dennis was having a real laugh because he was the one who was translating and of course he was putting in a lot of words that weren't necessarily in the lyrics. <laughs> a lot of coarser words, shall we say. So he was really enjoying himself. But funny enough, Viali's not a bad piano player and he was getting white. No way. Yeah, but yeah, very, very uh, joyful experience. And of course, because we, you know, we hadn't won the cup for th 27, 30 and we played Man United a couple of I think it was 94, and lost 4-0. Mm. So then the thought of recording this song and getting humiliated again, but fortunately the stars aligned. They did. So did, I can't remember where it got to in the charts, but it must be quite a tough ask because it's only supporters of that club that are going to buy it. Yeah, no, it did. It got in the top, I think number 16. Wow. And it was a shame, yeah, because they were actually invited on top of the pops, which is, you know, always the highlight of my life, seeing football teams on top of the pops. Yeah. <laughs> but um, not quite knowing what they're doing there. Yeah. But then Hulit just said because it was too close to training that they weren't allowed to go um, and, and record Top of the Pops and go up the West End. So it never happened. M who knows? I mean, exactly. I doubt very much <laughs> very many other supporters would have bought that record. But then another funny thing was I've got a friend who had a pub in Portobello Road, um, Notting Hill. Yeah. And, 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 and I go down and see him and forget sometimes quite how much QPR still hate Chelsea, talking about yes. those old rivalries. And it got quite heated in there. But unbeknownst to them, I'd put the Chelsea record. It was on the jukebox because the manager oh, had a Chelsea fan. And I'd put it on 15 times in a row and then <laughs> left the pub. <laughs> I could hear the sound of glasses and tables going in all directions. I mean, you've got to be careful, haven't you? Do, do, have you ever had any... Because um, obviously, when you first started going to watch football in the 70s and then in the 80s and 90s, football culture was a lot more robust than it is now. Has it, has it yes. ever led to any uh, scary situations? Um, you know, the odd occasion, yeah. I mean, not anything like those days, you know. But like I said, even in this pub, they were, you know, people of my age who remembered, you know, some of that more robust stuff, as you say. <laughs> and uh, you do have to be careful, I think. Yeah, because people, you know, Chelsea weren't always the nicest group of supporters in the world, for sure, as a lot of teams weren't. But the worst one I do remember, actually, of recent times, was we played in Edinburgh. And um, I can't remember, I think it was the Edinburgh Derby, Hearts and Hibs. And they decided to come down to the venue that we were playing to have it out with each other. Oh, my God. And um, I could just remember seeing this sort of sea of golf clubs and cricket bats coming through the door. And I remember we were playing with the farm. We weren't exactly sort of shy people, but we were barricaded in our dressing room. I know that. <laughs> yes. Obviously, around that time, late 90s, early noughties, you were also the host of Night Fever on Channel 5. Yeah. I loved that show so much. What has happened to Pop Monkey? It's a very good question. I feel, yeah, he doesn't, he never, he never calls me back. I think he lives <laughs> in Marbella. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a, he's, a, he's a folk hero of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah southern Italy, southern Spain. Um, no, he's a very very funny chap. He was very um, well, he was one of the leaders, I think, of all like the uh, 
you know, Snow White and Seven Dwarves, you know, he was one of the sort of, uh, he was right up there in the league of, of, of smaller people. But no, that was, that was enormous fun. Yeah, what a great thing that was. I mean, basically, just for those of your younger viewers, you know, it was just the boys versus the girls doing a sort of spurious karaoke competition with a lot of clapped out pop stars like myself. But it was very, very good fun. But I remember Peter Kay being on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know, we had a lot of good guests. A lot of EastEnders, and, yeah. and, and 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 that was kind of nice. And yeah, you had a lot of people who were frustrated singers, you know, gone into acting, and and he got some good performances out of that. I think. Yeah, and wasn't it was Linda Lusardi and her husband Sam? Oh, what's yes, his name? yes. And they were like the scene captain. It had so many different. It worked on multiple levels. That show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, people took it much more. You know. It's a lot more facile than it really was. It was a deeply philosophical show for everyone. But then, yeah, somebody else took over Channel 5, but they decided they weren't going to do it anymore. And I think someone on Sky did something very similar. It was a shame. The last series was, was, was going to be in Colombia or something, what? for some peculiar reason. Yeah, they said it was going to be on the beach between the cigar and the rum factory. And it was like the suitcase was packed. And then we found out the show had been dropped. It's the way life goes. Well, hopefully, hopefully today we can start a campaign to bring it back. Well, yes. Uh, and obviously your career's taken you in many different directions, as well as yeah. going around with Pop Monkey. Uh, you've also met the Queen. And yeah. is it true you talked to her about football? Yes, yes, yes. You know, she's the Queen, so I said, are you still into football, Mum? And she said, no, not really. I said, oh, can I have your cup <laughs> And she said, that's Tommy Cooper, which he must have said in 1957. She's got a very good memory. Wow. Yeah, and but you didn't get any sense at all. She was just genuinely not interested one bit. <laughs> well, I think you know she spends her whole life talking to people who you know talking drivel back at her. Yeah. yeah, but she was very charming. But the other thing I remember, we were in the state ballroom, and I it was just mad in there because there was a like Sir Sir Paul McCartney, Sir Elton John, Sir Lenny Henry, Sir Cliff Richard, Sir Stevie Wonder, and I remember saying to my keyboard player, "What are we doing here?" He said, "Look, just keep a lid on it." He said, <laughs> Think of it like the Matrix, except we've took the blue and the red pills at once. <laughs> I got a bit overwhelmed. I dropped my glass on the floor, and then Princess Beatrice came running up towards me and said, um, "Would you stop dropping drinks from my from my grandmother's carpet?" Yeah, it was a very bizarre afternoon. In fact, that's right. It culminated in me talking to Will I Am and Prince William, and it just couldn't have got any more surreal than that. I mean, if Prince would have been there as well, that would have been a real triangle. <laughs> And was, was Princess Beatrice joking, or was she genuinely being a bit uptight? I don't know. I was so freaked out, I couldn't say. No, I presumed she was half-joking, but I suppose okay. it might well have been a, you know, Louis Fourteenth million-pound carpet. Probably is. Yeah, but we pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to go and get me a, you know, shake and vac out of the boot of the car, you know. Um, we, we have to ask you, so there have been a number of uh, running themes that have emerged on this podcast uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, as, as a music man, basically, I, I had dental work recently, and my dentist is a member of a metal band, um, and I wondered if you'd yeah. heard of them. They're called Clunge Plunger. <laughs> wow. Hey, go on. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Yeah, you told me that as he was removing a wisdom tooth. <laughs> I haven't put it in half a mile. And I presume they're really ancient. Well, I mean, it sounds pretty... I, I think they're... I think in the metal community, and you will know this more than the rest of us, but they seem to go for quite provocative band names. Yes. But I'd say that's up there, yeah, yes. Another thing that has emerged as a, as a running theme, it, have you ever been called a shit-eater? Eater? Yeah, like as an insult. No, not recently, no. Not as I recall. 
Do you have a favourite insult of choice? People say I'm quite quick-witted. I can normally come back with something if I get bored, yeah, but I don't, I don't have a particular... I think prick is really hard to beat. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, obviously, I heard the other day, what I heard the years, you wallet. Well, in a way, the fact that it's less profane makes it exactly. funnier. Exactly, exactly. And it's something like, you know, just a sip, <laughs> basically, yeah. The other one I like is what a north, what a north. Oh, yes. That's very London-based, isn't it? Very London-based. And I sort of had, my wife was going, what's that noise when you keep saying noise? And I sort of thought about, I think, I think noise is specifically somebody who messes it up for everybody else. Do you know what I mean? That's a very specific thing. Not just for yourself, you know, making a fool of yourself. If you gnaws it up and you gnaws it for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's so boring, you gnaws. We've also got to do an end of season forfeit. We had Sean Deitch on last week. And he suggested something he used to do at Burnley was get the players on the halfway line get them to run around a broom 10 times and then try and take a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like in the absence of anything else, we, we're going to have to do it at the end of the season. But do you have any ideas for forfeit? I can't remember if there was ever a forfeit element to night fever. No, no. By that time, it was all so chaotic and rowdy. It was like just sort of keeping the girls and boys apart. <laughs> but forfeits, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's funny old business that. Because it's hard, I think, for, for two, you know, John and I are both in our late 30s. Your brain immediately goes to either um, slapping each other around the face or electrocuting each other. It's, it's hard to think of a forfeit that doesn't involve an enhanced interrogation technique. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe being slapped with a big fish would be quite good. In, yeah, on the pitch. <laughs> before well, that's game. a good idea. I mean, I'm allergic to fish, so that could have real implications <laughs> for me. It's a real incentive for me to win this season, not to uh, not to dive in anaphylactic shock caused by a slap by a wet fish. <laughs> uh, well, as a quick-witted man, I, I wanted to pick your uh, brains on some of our... Um, li- we've got a listener league for the league, and, and people are often yeah. drawn towards uh, humorous team names that are pun-based. So I thought I'd just throw some of these at you and, and, and decide whether you, you think they're any good or not. Uh, yeah. Oliver Burgess... His team is called Too Cool for School. <laughs> very good. Very good. Bit too good, yeah. Bit too, too, bit too sort of, what's it word? Uh, yeah, no, slick. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good, that one, yeah. Yeah, it's very cerebral, that. Um, yeah. Alex Morris, who's currently top of the league, has gone for, where's Yamani gone? <laughs> shake, shake, Yamani. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> I mean, this this sounds like I think this is the most madness one in the in the league. Uh, Jamie Barkway's gone for clops and robbers. <laughs> That's very good. So and how many finally, you got in the league at the moment? Oh, thousands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you'd be, you'd be yeah, yeah. You should play because bite the bullet. I mean, all my yeah. nephews do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can have a little league with your family, so you can compete against your yeah. nephews. They'll have a Chelsea yeah. league. They'll have all sorts, and then you'll probably beat us anyway. Because I'm rubbish at it, so, you know, it's a guaranteed win for you. Um, also, obviously, we should mention that you're back out on tour. Um, yes. With a show that you've toured before, Suggs, what a king. I don't know how to pronounce Do you say Canute or Canut? Canute, apparently, yes, yeah, C-N-U-T. Yeah, you've got to be very careful how you spell it, of course. Yeah, King Canute, you know, was the um, famous king who tried to stop the tide coming in in order to prove to his subjects he was more powerful than the elements himself. But, of course, he wasn't. So, yeah, it's a sort of joke really but that's the sort of basis of the show yes yeah, one man show me telling stories i did one already called my life story which was about how i sort of got to being famous and this show is about all the ridiculousness happens when you are famous and and that whole notion of thinking you are more important than the elements themselves which happens to us all 
before you get the bloke going, yeah, there's a fellow who doesn't know who he is, you know, when you're trying to get in somewhere. Do you know who I am? Yeah, so I've got a keyboard player called Dino. We sing a few songs and I tell a few funny stories. Yeah, it's um, so that goes out, I think, end of September, yeah, all around the country. This sort of format of show is, it seems to be like the, the new way to tour, doesn't it? Like, um, obviously, Springsteen on Broadway. Like, yeah. people want not just the music, yeah. they want to hear stories from your life. But it's a mixture of stand-up jokes, um, um, serious stuff and a few acoustic songs. It's a, it's a nice, I think, a nice way to spend an evening myself. Anyway, I enjoy it. Don't know if anyone else does. Oh, I'm sure they do. They do like it. They do like it. There's a taxi driver near where I live and uh, it, it, just by chance I often get in his cab and, and we, we talk about music a lot. And every time I ask him who he's seen, it's always madness <laughs> from the jam, a jam tribute act. <laughs> And, and Blondie, they're like, it's just always. I think you yes. must go to every single gig you do. Well, you have an amazing fan base, yeah. I mean, I don't know how many bands I'd want to go and see more than once, but yeah, you see people who have been 15, 20 times. Yeah, it's funny that though, because I think the Jam have got a few. I mean, I think we've got the most lookalike bands. I think there's about 12 out on the road at any given moment. Oh my God. But I'm sort of grateful to them because they sort of keep it boiling in pockets of the country where you might not be going, you know, every every year i don't know what it is it becomes some kind of ritual going to see madness yeah and jumping up and down and nearly having a heart attack for a lot of folks of all the people so have you got 12 there are 12 other people pretending to be <laughs> you out there have you ever seen any of them and thought actually he's really good at it yeah no they're all pretty good yeah i went to see one called night boat or something or other they were in a pub opposite the road coincidentally and then it all started and then this thing was going yeah and, you know, it was obviously getting round that Suggs was... And they went, he, he looks nothing like Suggs. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was obviously inadvertently treading on his toes, being the most Suggs lookalike person, apart from, obviously, Suggs himself. He didn't want to know anything about somebody looking more like Suggs. Oh, man. No, it's all very nice. Uh, Suggs, the, the tour sounds absolutely superb. Um, I yes, can't wait to yes. come and see it. Uh, and, and thank you so much for joining us on the uh, Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast. Just got to remember, yeah, we're also playing at Windsor on the 27th and Port Elliot Festival. I've been told to remind people of that as well. But thank you so much. It was jolly good fun. Yeah, and I'll have a look at this league bloody business. Problem is, it takes up your time, doesn't it? You start getting obsessed. I know that. Yeah, I know, but it's good to have yeah. obsessions, isn't it? I mean, yeah, of if, it if, if you've got any obsessions you're looking to offload, you could just get rid of yeah. Yeah. something yeah. else yeah. and bring this into your life. That's good. All right, mate. I'll have a look. Cheers, Suggs. Thanks, mate. All right. It's a pleasure. See you later. Cheers. Obviously, the moment of the weekend was Conte and two colours with chatting and songs about it there. It's the thing that everyone's talking about. And the whole thing about whether you looked Tuchel in the eye or not, that sort of thousand-yard stare that he had um, was amazing. And seamlessly, speaking of thousand-yard stares, it's also a beer that Roosters make that also won a silver medal at the International Brewing Awards. So by definition... It is one of the best beers in the world. Not only are the vast majority of Roosters beers vegan, but the Thousand Yard Stare, along with the Go Backer, are also both gluten-free. But that obviously doesn't mean that they're lacking in flavour. Oh, no, 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 no. In fact, I recommend that Thomas Tuchel and Antonio Conte have a couple to cool themselves down because uh, obviously that would help them chill out a bit. And what better to, to break bread uh, than over a beer and over a Roosters beer? Both beers are available in sixes, which are like a mini fridge pack of six cans. Even the way the pack opens is a thing of beauty. Uh, and you can also buy a gluten-free mixed case 
at roosters.co.uk. And as a listener, as a valued listener to this podcast, you get 20% off until the end of September when you enter the code CPFPL20. I really don't know why I said CPFPL like that, but I don't want you to miss out. So put CPFPL20, you get 20% off um, until the end of September. And also, I did see some offer uh, at Waitrose. Um, you can get two cans for a fiver at selected stores. So really no excuse. And Antonio and Thomas, if you're listening, buy a Roosters, sit down and sort your life out. Well, that's all we've got time for this week. I say we, that's all time I've got for... Uh, <laughs> It's all the time I've... Oh, what am I doing? That's all I've got time for this week. And you. So I guess together we are we. Um, it's been quite a pleasure actually just prattling on my own. Uh, it reminds me, I used to do um, overnights on TalkSport, which was 1am until 6am. And it really was just me talking to myself for five hours. And I've often wondered to myself, would I still be able to do it? And on some small level, I feel like this is a personal achievement and I have. Um, we'll be back next week with two episodes and two guests in one of them. We'll be joined by Mr. Three Lines himself, Ian Brody from the Lightning Seeds. And in another episode, we'll be joined by Leeds United fan and the star of Father Ted, one of my favourite comedians of all time, Ardell O'Hanlon. Don't forget to email us, hello at cpfpl.com. Remember, you could win three quid if you guessed John's anecdote from last week and keep the shit-eater emails coming in. There's something sadder about saying that when you're on your own, when John's not here. Find us on Instagram and on Facebook, and please share it. Hit subscribe, tell all your friends, and leave us a written review because it really does help. I'll see you soon. Bye! Bye!